Hello, uh, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. And we're going to talk today about how the Alexander Technique can help caregivers. Imogen, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Robert. Very pleased to be talking about this subject with you. Well, I think we should begin for our listeners to, for you to give us a short uh, definition or description of the Alexander Technique before we get into how it's useful. Sure. So um, a way I like to think about the Alexander Technique at the moment is that it's a way to transform stress and tension into ease, confidence, and poise. Mm-hmm. How's that? <laughs> That's great. And stress and tension, I, yeah. from my limited experience, and, you, and I think your much more experience, are, are something that caregivers um, end up having to deal with. Maybe, uh, maybe it would be good if you gave our listeners uh, a little a little bit about your own personal story that made you particularly interested in this area. Yeah, sure. This is definitely something that's important to me personally. And um, maybe to preface that is that when we're talking about caregivers, we're really talking about um, people who sort of almost accidentally, I mean, it could be by choice, but it could be thrown at them, find themselves in a position where in some way they're having to be responsible for the care of a a family member, a friend, um, family members mainly, um, usually. Um, Not particularly professional caregivers, although many of the things that we're talking about could also help. So, my situation, um, I am English. (laughs) Maybe your listeners can detect that. I think they'll they'll pick up on that. (laughs) Um, And they may have noticed that I am in Wilmington, Delaware, which is in the United States. So, my parents um, lived in lived in England or continue to live. My mother continues to live in England. My father. died last year but basically I'm an only child and when things started to deteriorate with their health um, actually in particular with my mother who um, has Alzheimer's um, even though I live thousands of miles away I became the responsible person to make sure things were in place that they could manage which at first was just having you know maybe they had someone who cleaned their house for them and she came a little bit more often to do a few things just to make things sure things were kept up mm-hmm. um, I took over doing grocery shopping online for them and having it delivered to the house when my mum no longer became able able to go out and get, you know, shopping herself. Um, mm-hmm. She could no longer drive and she could no longer choose the right things. Um, um, so there are various things like that. And over time that built up, we had professional caregivers going in starting once a week and then 
a couple of times a week, then once a day, then twice a day. By the end, they were three or four times a day to to help them and get my mum dressed in the morning, get her ready for bed at night, all those sorts of things. But there were many times that... So also, just to let you know, my dad was very frail, um, but cognitively okay. And, um, you know, I'd be dealing with phone calls from him, when th- mostly when things were not going well. My mum went wandering in the night. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to get the police out. I'd be on the fur, you know. So you can just imagine that was very... Right. <laughs> uh, um, and then when I did visit, and um, I would go three or four times a year for a couple of weeks each time, I was in the house 24-7 primary caregiver. And that has its own other set of stress than being a long-distance caregiver. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So now my mother's in a care home, and I'm still the responsible party. I'm her legal gar- um, power of attorney, guardian. Um, but things are a lot easier now that she is in that situation uh, mm-hmm. for me. Right, but um, there, there is even when things are easier as they are now, there's still a lot. I would imagine a lot of emotional uh, yeah. strain. Absolutely, and you don't know when, I mean, this is true of life, right? We don't know when things could change in a moment, but I'm enjoying a relatively stable time right right now. But yeah, I'm responsible. I have to, she was in hospital in May, and I was the one who had to make any decisions about, you know, if there was anything that needed to be decided about. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Right. She's not able to do that for herself. Um, so that's, I know, and financial decisions for her. So that's right. another, yeah. Right, because I, as I recall, they, they, you were in charge of selling their home. And, yeah, and that, that was, was they, and, yeah, and we talked about that in a, in a podcast about stress specifically. Right. That was, um, you know, um, there's all sorts of stressful things about that. Selling any home can be stressful. And then there was the emotional attachment to a home that had been mine since a little girl. And um, and then things going wrong and getting delayed and mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. sorts of things. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and apart, quite apart, or maybe not quite apart, but a little different from emotional strain would be, I assume, quite a bit of physical uh, stress. You had to do things, lift, lift yeah. people, things like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, I think the biggest stresses were emotional, mm-hmm. wondering what's happening, the next deterioration. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for some families, there's a kind of family dynamics, and even you know, if there's lots of siblings, that can be great because you're supporting each other. But there can also be differences of opinion, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. Um, so as far as um, the physical things that um, caregivers may come up against, they, like you say, may have more physical tasks, especially if you're you're in the home and are the primary caregiver for your loved one. You may be, you may have to 
literally move that person or help them transition from sitting to standing or getting in and out of bed. Mm -hmm. um, and what Alexander Technique can help you with is help you use your self, your body in a way that's more mechanically advantageous, that you're not compressing yourself so much. So you're not going to injure yourself or you're right. much less likely to, there's no guarantees obviously, but you're much less likely to either an acute injury or something that builds up over time because um, of the physical stress, which of course I should say, emotional stress is physical stress. Of course, it, it, yeah. It's yeah. expressed physically in our body. Um, and so, you know, it's all very tied in together. Um, right. But yeah, so if we're not going into those stress patterns as strongly, which is one of the really um, super things that the Alexander Technique gives you a way to do to shift your awareness and thinking in the moment to release a little tension, mm -hmm. be a little bit mm -hmm. more naturally upright without forcing yourself into any shape. Um, that um, interrupts these stress responses. It might be a moment later, you're right back into your um, the situation, but you're disrupting that progression into um, how you can kind of catastrophize or if you think of it physically you know you could imagine someone's posture over time when they're dealing with that situation getting more and more um, collapsed and stressed and hunched over right so you're yeah. disrupting yeah. that pattern so you're not going into it as strongly um, right it, yeah, and I think people listening, if, um, if if you're a younger person listening, this might not seem quite as daunting, but a lot of people who are caring for older adults are pretty old themselves. Yeah, right. I mean, often it's the first caregiver for someone else is often their spouse. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, um well, so, but even a, even like people people these days are living to you know eighties yeah. and nineties, and even their children may not. Yeah, be that exactly. Young. You yeah. may exactly. Um, right. Um, and even if you're very young and looking after your great grandfather, <laughs> oh, it yeah. can still be very stressful. Absolutely. Uh, and you could be creating patterns unconsciously that even after the you know, after the grandfather has passed away or whatever, um, which unfortunately that's another part of this, you know, you know that's kind of the end result of this, this process, but you, mm -hmm. you're not um, setting yourself up for patterns that are going to be with you then for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And I think um, from my limited experience, experience in this area, um, Part of the emotional um, stress is the uncertainty about exactly when you're going to get a emergency call. Yeah, it was for me that was almost the hardest thing, and 
to this day, every time the home phone rings, because I mainly use my cell phone, but my father only used the landline basically right. he couldn't get his head around find you know a new telephone number at this point right um, right and when i you know to this day i hear the landline yeah and i can feel that little stress response wants to start and it's like and mm-hmm. then i can use the alexander technique mm-hmm. to help me come out of it <laughs> Right. Do you, do you want to say just a little more about specifically how the Alexander technique can help with emotional strain or mental strain? I think most people have some who who know anything about it or have some idea how useful it can be with physical uh, excess strain or tension, but emotional is a little. Uh, more abstract, perhaps. I, I don't know. What could you say a word or two about the technique and emotional stress? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, if you think about something that you find emotionally stressful, so in this um, in this context, like context, it could be. Um, uh, worrying about the progression of the illness of your loved one, wondering what you should decide, what's the best course of action. Um, simply being sad about what's happening. I mean, my mother has Alzheimer's and um, she does still recognize me whether she can say my name or not. But seeing that loss of that intelligent, organized woman, mm-hmm. she's still alive, but she's right. not there anymore. So that's all the sort of emotional stresses um, mm-hmm. we can have, those sorts of things. And what Alexander Technique gives me is it gives me um, mindful tools to you might call it center myself to ground myself to um, kind of like I was saying to shift the way I think mm-hmm. in the moment that disrupts that stress response mm-hmm. for a moment mm-hmm. and if something is really, you know, kicking off, you may, it, it may be like a back and forth, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like you're going to think this thing, oh, I'm not stressed anymore. Right, <laughs> that's not, right. that's not how it works, but you have interrupted in a useful way um, um, that stress response. Right, and I think, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. you can, with practice, and you know, I've been teaching this a long time, and I have uh, ways that I've learned and I've developed that I practice every day, mm-hmm. so um, I have kind of rehearsed for this in one way. Right. Um, um, so maybe... But it, it gives you something to to do that's constructive, in just in one moment, mm-hmm. 
to help yourself be a little less tense. If you think that we're maybe always moving between being more stressed and more at ease, it gives you a way to just for a moment move a little bit more toward the direction of being at ease. Um, right, right. And, um, and I, think, it, I think it's time. useful to, to maybe for people who may find that idea a little abstract who who can accept you know the alexander technique can help you with your physical physical activities but the emotional stuff seems like in a different category but if you think about the the very term stress and tension especially it's the same thing exactly i mean tension emotional stress i i can't imagine emotional stress not having a physical uh, contraction, yeah. you, you know, tightening um, yeah. aspect to it. Exactly. So here's maybe a, a con- concrete example. If you you could think of someone walking, mm-hmm. and if you think of someone walking who is stressed or angry, you'll mm. you'll see that in their walk. Exactly. Exactly. You're looking at someone who's depressed. You'll see that in their walk. They'll be literally physically. Yeah, there'll be a physical expression of those things. And with the Alexander technique, you may not even have to think about that you're interrupting the emotional stress. You could just notice. I would like to walk a little bit more freely than I am right now, and Mm -hmm. can give some. Um, we call it directions or constructive thinking or just some ways of thinking and be aware. You can just right. think to yourself that helps you in that moment walk a little bit more freely and easily and uh, more naturally upright. And that has also helped interrupted the emotional stress pattern because it's all one and the same. It, it really is one and the same <laughs> or or maybe more, yeah, one and the same or you could view it as different aspects of the same thing so but they're happening synergistically if you like simultaneously at the same time exactly and uh i know in our little conversation before we began um you wanted to mention um activities for self-care that caregivers might want to be doing and how the technique could help with those. Do you want to say a word or two about that before we come to an end? Yeah, sure. Um, the The first thing I'd like to say is that I actually think Alexander Technique is a, a, a method of self-care in one way of thinking about it. Absolutely. It's a way yeah. to take care of how you are using your whole self, body and mind, whatever you are doing. Mm-hmm. So it can help you look after yourself while you're moving your loved one from their their bed to the chair or mm-hmm. um, or you know um, putting a bandage on or having to make that phone call to the doctor about something so it helps you in the way that we've talked before mm-hmm. um, But there's also like this other layer because it has this sort of foundational quality. There may be things that you can do to relieve stress. Exercise is something that people do to relieve stress. Um, Singing. um, 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 There's other things. But Alexander Technique can help you 
with those things as well. So it's adding a layer of self-care to the things that you do for self-care. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Um, so that when you're playing your game of tennis, mm-hmm. you, again, might be less likely to injure yourself because you're moving more freely and easy easily you're not taking the stresses and strains of the caregiving into the tennis game as much or even taking a nap uh, or sleeping the alexander technique would be a great process to use to kind of take you into that nap absolutely and i know people um we were gonna get you know um excuse me we have a group um that I and another Alexander teacher, Laura Donnelly, have started called Caregivers Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an online community that um, supports caregivers, and we use some tools from the Alexander Technique to help people in exactly the ways we've been talking about. Um, and one of the things people have said that they use one particular way to help them get to sleep at night. And you know, if you're not sleeping well. But everything's going to suffer. So if you can do something that's not, um, you know, taking really strong medications, because you also might need to be alert in the night if something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so there's all sorts of ways um, it can help. And I guess I should also mention constructive rest, as we've mentioned self-care, mm-hmm. because that's another super self-care tool that's um um, one that a lot of Alexander Technique teachers use with their students, and it's a way of lying down that um, in in and of itself, the position is... is uh, right. It's a very specific yeah. self-configuration that's very easy to do. You really mm-hmm. don't have to do much of anything except put yourself in that position. And it it's a pretty good stress releaser just by itself. There's there's one other aspect to the self-care and the stress relief that I think is is very important to caregivers Um, because obviously when you're caring for someone else, their well-being is of kind of primary importance. Their needs become the, the primary focus often and one of the things I'm very, I don't know, passionate about almost is that it's really important to take care of yourself so that you're more able to take care of someone else. Absolutely, Uh, yeah. But but also in the moment that, well, certainly with people with dementia, but anyone, um, when you're more at ease and not displaying, I don't know, anxiety or other ways that stress comes out, it helps the person that you're with. So, um, so for instance, with me and my mother who has dementia, she may not cognitively be able to have any sort of conversation with me. But she will pick up on nonverbal cues if mm-hmm. I'm anxious or angry or agitated um, in some way. She will pick up on that, and so it's really helpful to her if people are more 
calm and at ease and and she can pick up on that yes um, that's a really good point uh, even yeah. yeah people are pretty sensitive even people who are cognitively I mean, impaired are pretty sensitive often to what's yeah. going on around them emotionally i mean and of course the same is with any family member however whatever their kind of mental situation um the 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 less stressed out you are mm -hmm. you're not transmitting that to that other person exactly well maybe this is a good place to end our conversation what do you think uh, well, I had just one thing that your listeners might be interested in if they're in a caregiving situation mm -hmm. um, is that through this Caregiver Central um, group, a few times a year, a few times a year, we run a little mini self-care challenge, which we call the easy peasy itsy bitsy teeny weeny something like this um, self-care challenge for caregivers and the reason we've got such a silly and long title is that caregivers probably don't believe they have time right, right. Yeah. these things are so easy and short that you can do them in a couple of minutes uh, but they're just little things that you can do to look after yourself a little bit more in a moment um, and it's a seven day mini challenge and um, you can sign up for it through our website if you sign up for our mailing list you'll get notified when we run it it's completely free and it'd be a way to find out a little bit more about what we do excellent so i'll put a link to that uh web page where anyone listening can explore the options you just um mentioned right. and and uh, um, a way for you to be connected with others who are in similar circ circumstances to you right. right through through uh through your facebook page right that that's all on that website but you you'll find all the information all there. everything you need will be there so I think with, and I'll also put a link um, for anyone who wants to learn more about the Alexander technique in general or wants to locate a teacher in their area, I'll put a link to a site that will uh, enable you to do that. So I think that's, we've pretty much covered it, right? Yeah, All I right. think that's great. Thank you, Robert. Oh, sure. So I just want to just final word um, our, my guest today has been Imogen Ragone an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington Delaware Imogen thank you so much for being on the show